Hi there, and welcome to the I'll Try That podcast. This week, we're doing something a little bit different. We're kind of going back to our primary school days, and we're doing a little bit of show and tell. So myself, Joe, and Barbara have all picked a beer that we would like to bring to the floor to have a little discussion and a chat about. None of us know what any of the beers of that we've chosen, and we're going to have each little bit of time to chat and discuss each one. But... First, I'm going to hand over to Barber for the hop topic. So take it away. Thanks, mate. Yeah, so actually, with that in mind, uh, I know that we sort of discussed amongst ourselves that what we were going to do for our show and tell was was beers with a bit of a local angle. Uh, and so essentially, from a personal local angle, um, I'm going to give you a, a bit of news. Um, just of yesterday, um, as you guys know, I, I, I dwell in Cheltenham, uh, and I'm very lucky to have a few uh, breweries on my doorstep. Um, Gloucester Brewery. One of the more successful or currently more more successful uh, ones in the area um, announced yesterday that they are, um, well, essentially for ourselves, the listeners or anyone who's who's got uh, a spare few quid, um, there's an investment opportunity. Uh, Gloucester Brewery are looking to expand, uh, having had just an absolute whirlwind successful six months. Um, they've seen a huge increase in their uh, revenues um, basically since January 2021. Presumably that's linked to um, coming out of lockdown and, and that uh, sort of thing. But they're looking to raise half a million pounds over the next 25 days um, and offering 9.09% equity. Um, their uh, plans essentially are to, um, within Gloucester, for anyone who's not familiar with the city, there's um, uh, you have basically Gloucester Key, so it's like a, a waterside um, city. Um, they're going to open a tap room and all, and uh, have a self self serve bar. Um, if the rumours are to be believed, and presumably if they hit their uh, fundraising target, uh, and basically they're they're trying to do some crowdfunding. So anyone who wants to get involved can can go and tuck in. Um, they've seen again bit of a personal angle uh, as being as I am a Gloucester rugby fan in the last six months or so they've they've um, sorry no long uh, longer ago than that they've um, started selling to Gloucester rugby club so their beers are being um, offered at the uh, at the ground for, for match days and that sort of thing uh, and so really the, I mean the reason for this as you probably uh, figured out is just sharing a story of a local brewery that's that's uh, currently going from strength to strength despite um, a period of I think what for everyone was was difficulty and uncertainty what do we mean by self-serve taproom? Are we literally being able to pour our own pints? No, I mean, Travis, it's like when you go to one of your supermarkets and they have the self-service checkouts. You go along, there's yeah. these like little units, you kind of get pour out your beer and then, and then it automatically goes wrong and a big red light <laughs> pops up and then you have to wait ages for someone to come over Everyone's to swipe and put in their little key card and their numbers and say that you're clearly over 21. Everyone's looking around and stamping their foot and tutting. Children are queue. crying and, and spitting. Yeah. <laughs> I really can't wait. But I just I, I just feel there's there could be a lot of liberties taken for a self-serve tap room. No, so I've, I've been to one before. I don't know if you're about to kind of explain this a bit, Bob, but I've been to one before in the States where it was a bar that had a self-serve section of the bar. And the idea is that basically they have all these taps up with these screens 
you go up and you pay your money for what you go and select from a team like you would do you know like a drinks machine you know like a coca-cola drinks machine you'd go up and put your glass underneath the tap that you wanted uh, under a tap select from the screen what beer you wanted from it pay your money for that beer and then it would pour out for you so it's it's self-service in that sense and that you've already been pre-screened coming into the bar that you're of legal drinking age and then that's just another way of of kind of serving you your beer Personally, I miss the whole bartender, you know, the bar, the having someone yeah. physically pour you out the drink. But in busy scenarios, you know, where you've got a very jam-packed bar and you're trying to muscle yeah. your way through just to order some beers, maybe this is another offering. So I, so I can't go to the tap and just go, uh, open my mouth and pour it down and then be like, I had a half. <laughs> I mean, if you've paid your money, you absolutely could do. I reckon the bar staff who are still working there would probably spot you out of the corner of their eye pouring this directly into your mouth and might have a word to say. But, I mean, yeah, you could do, I suppose. Yeah, so so, yeah. so not 2020, 2021, that. <laughs> um, I mean, the machine is going to know how much you've had, whether you go, no, that was definitely just a half instead, <laughs> instead of a full pint. But um, there is a little bit of assumed knowledge and ability in terms of... Uh, actually you know, and how to pour, uh, pour a pint uh, and not just give yourself a load of head. But going back to Gloucester Brewery, I'm very pleased to hear, as you say, that they are, you know, going from strength to strength from a local brewery that serves a very regional area, but also as well the fact that they're going through a crowdfunding. It seems like, if, I'm, if I may say, crowdfunding is the new trendy thing that breweries are doing, where they're going out to the people directly and saying, invest in us, give us your money, and we'll sometime give you something in the future. But... It has a lot more, I guess, kind of appeal with these kind of, with, with breweries and, you know, this, this is, crowdfunding isn't a, isn't a new area of raising money. You know, there's, you know, the like, the sites of, um, uh, Kickstarter. Um, so Kickstarter, thank you, brother. So Kickstarter being, you know, one of the most famous crowdfunding sites where you can go on and you can invest in pretty much anything you want from people who are, who want investment to go to the, the subtropics to do a filming, film shoot to people who make a new type of water bottle that they want money on to people who are doing e-scooters. You know, you can go and invest in all these people's, you know, adventures and entrepreneurs have a new direct line to consumers. Um, whereas for the brewery world, there are, you know, there's direct investment like crowdfunding like through themselves or through you know other like you know brewdog has got their punk investor set their platform you know that's where you could become a punk investor and you can kind of invest in this now billion pound company uh that's set to go ipo and you get all these potent all these added perks which i must say have taken a long time for any of these perks to come outside apart from the 10 percent off guaranteed and free beer on your birthday you know which they have they have given straight away, but the, the things like the T-shirts and the experiences that they're offering for their perks and benefits, I think is going to, they're saying will start coming in, no, in in November, December of this year. But for some of us who have been investing into into Brewdog or invested very early on, it's taken many years for any kind of benefits to come out. But I digress. Quite because, bitter, Joe. No, but, I, you know, I just want my Brewdog stash. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and also as well, I have never taken full advantage of it because of COVID years, but actually they allow one, um, as a, as a punk investor, I can go to their AGM, so their annual general meeting with a friend and we can go along and participate and, you know, and it's basically a big festival. Ooh. Their AGM is like a festival. So you're allowed you know, to, are you allowed to take one friend? One friend. So I have to choose <laughs> who my favorite friend is. <laughs> 
<laughs> to go to the AGM. So uh, you yeah, are looking we very well today, I, I must say. <laughs> That's a step in the right direction, Matthew Barber, to go to go invited to this. But I, you know, I think crowdfunding going straight to people it makes a lot of sense, and we've seen a lot of breweries do it in their own different ways. So I'm pleased to hear that that Gloucester uh, um, Brewery are, are leaning into this crowdfunding. Um, yeah, yeah. The, the only raised eyebrow I've I've got about this is um, well, they huge increase in in the revenues. Do, do they not? I, I does they does that not give them? I mean, the thing is, the, the I think the amount that they're aiming for is probably higher than the the, the revenues would um, would get, and it'd take them a few years. So you can see why they want to take that shortcut. But um, uh, yeah, there's uh, I, I think you can go to um, CrowdCube um, if anyone would like to find out a little bit more about that opportunity. But um, yeah, it' good to see a brewery doing well. So, so as, as Travis said at the start of the intro, we are going to do a slight different format, I suppose, for the Pursuit of Hoppers this week. We are going to channel our inner show and tell. And the three of us have each selected a beer for different reasons, uh, primarily on the basis of it was something that was local to us. But I think each one is going to start taking a different theme. And, and when we'll do future episodes of this, we can start broadening the scope into it's just a pure show and tell. Come prepared with a bit of a spiel about why you've bought this beer, why you're presenting it to the other hosts and to the listeners, and to make a case for why other people should try this. So I'm going to, I don't know, if you guys happy for, um, has anyone got a burning desire to go first in this first ever show and tell? All right. Go on, Travis, do you want to go first? I'll go first. Okay, so the beer I've I've brought is... To, to show and tell today it's a little bit unusual but I want to I want to justify why it is and it, this was on a recent trip to the Isle of Wight um, which which is where I used to live for about a year or so when I when I used to work over there and this is it's a very local brewery it's not so much a brewery I'd call it I'd call it a very nice farm shop um, with a lovely restaurant and it's called the Garlic Farm and it's nestled bang smack in the centre of the Isle of Wight and as you can guess Everything they do, they grow garlic. Every single kind of garlic you could ever imagine. So, and uh, what I've got is it's called garlic beer, and it is brewed with black garlic. <laughs> oh my word! <laughs> okay, wow. so wow. All right. Okay. We all love garlic. <laughs> do okay. we? <laughs> yeah. It's a well-known fact. Yeah, you got yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's the, the flavour maker. Garlic is, in, yeah, it's a flavour maker. I can't stand it personally. <laughs> 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 ah, not a garlic beer. Uh, ah, it tastes ah, ah, absolutely uh, frightful. <laughs> the garlic farm. We meet again. <laughs> yeah. We haven't had a good accent for a little while. No, yeah. Trans- Transylvania has just been nailed. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Take that, Transylvania. <laughs> Hollywood film's interpretation of vampires yeah. from Transylvania. We've just nailed it. But yeah, so so yeah, so yeah, I've chosen the garlic beer. One, because I think people will be put off by garlic in their beer. Okay? And I, I think that was a fair assumption. That was a fair assumption. And I would also, <laughs> like, I would also like to say, I've not been the best advocate for flavoured beers that have been unusual on this time in this podcast. I mean... Get, Pay your dues, drummers. You are prepared to try anything. I, I would <laughs> yeah, say, <laughs> and I'm prepared to try it. So, so I, I I had this a few times when I lived on the island, and I went back on a um, uh, a weekend, a weekend away there, and I went to the garlic farm, had a fantastic breakfast, and I was walking through the garlic shop, 
and I saw garlic beer and I was like, you know what? I'll give it a go. It's good. It doesn't taste like you think it would. Well, not like garlic. <laughs> it doesn't. Do, not like <laughs> garlic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not just like drinking. It's not like chugging blended garlic bread or anything like that. <laughs> to be fair, that's all I can think of. That's what I think, and I'm yeah. tasting. And you're you're telling me it's a garlic beer. They quite literally have garlic cloves as the as the logo of the garlic yeah. farm. <laughs> Everything so about this garlic beer from the garlic farm is screaming, it tastes like garlic. <laughs> yeah. So, so look, it's, it's a very dark beer. Very dark. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, very dark beer. Um, and, it's brewed, and it's brewed on the island. And it goes, um, uh, brewed an artisanal amber ale with a hint of um, black garlic, which black garlic is a little bit sweeter than normal garlic and the way it's brewed. So... It is very heavy, it's very malty, and it's very the, the way it is. But there is the hint of garlic that comes through. Not overpowered in any way, shape, or form. And it is really, really tasty. And it's not something I would drink regularly, don't get me wrong. It's not something I'm going to go and drink pints and pints and pints of garlic beer on a night out. But if you're going on a night out in Transylvania, this could be a nice protection, you know, defence. <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> yeah, it could, could be, yeah. Yeah. From everybody. And, yeah, yeah. Now, now, can I, from everybody, yeah. no one come near me. I just, now, do you think, because garlic is one of those smells that once you ingest it, it starts coming out through your pores. Like you actually smell like the food Gradually that you've drunk. Garlic. Like, you know, or you've eaten. It, but you become more garlic. Let's put it that way. If you've had a garlicky meal, maybe you've gone on a Mediterranean diet or whatever, you, we all know that feeling of where you are quite literally oozing garlic yeah. through your pores. Do you feel like that? Because let's face it, the beery smell of a beery person is not a very pleasant smell. So that, combined with the garlic, could be the recipe for a very off-putting individual. (laughs) (laughs) Once again, it depends how much you're drinking. This would be, you would have to drink pints and pints and pints and pints of garlic beer. And for the price range, I'm not going to be buying... Pints and pints and pints and pints of garlic oh, okay. beer. Okay, tell us about the price range. Well, what, it's, what, what was the it's price about of five this? pounds a bottle. Ooh, yeah. And what's the milliliters of that? So it's um, it's five hundred mil, and it's five pounds. But it's five pounds a pint, so sort of thing. It's not, but it's not. You're not going to be consuming that for the whole night, sort of thing. And it's not the kind of beer you can consume for the whole night in any way, shape, or form. It's one of those ones that you would go. You know what? I'm going to have it. It's quite nice. But I'm going to move on to something a little bit lighter and refreshing I'll afterwards. I'll tell you what, how good, though, would be, like, you know, you have some uh, recipes that involve beer, cooking with beer. That's got to be magnificent. Say you're doing, like, you know, like a beef stew that's like cooking Ooh, beef and ale yeah. stew. If you had a beef stew with the garlic in it, I bet that would be absolutely knockout. So you're saying actually this this beer could very much enhance your experience of a of yeah. a meal pairing. Yeah. If you p- p- pair this beer with the right food, yeah. this could be you know it's like it's like red wine with red meat. You know oh, it goes 100%. hand in hand. Yeah. So yeah, but that's it. We look, we look at so many beers that say good with food. What's better than a garlic beer? You need an onion beer, and then you need like <laughs> carrots. <laughs> I think we've talked about it before, Barbara. A turnip based beer. Turnip based beer. <laughs> Yorkshire yeah. puddings, you know, Swede, love a bit of winter time, especially I mean, a bit of Swede. 
very early on, Drabbers enlightened us to a Yorkshire, uh, so what was it, a um, Sunday roast in a can made by a Yorkshire brewery, oh, okay. uh, Northern Monk. Yeah. So I, I feel like you were going into this, like, there's a, there's a time and a place for all of these beers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a time and a place. Uh, I'm not sure I want to visit that time or place. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I tell you what, I've got, I've got, I've got, I've got one more bottle of this. I will bring it. Uh, next time we will meet up okay. and we'll have a little, little I will bring tip the bottle so you can all try a bit of garlic beer we could do that actually the show and tell yeah. could also mean we hold on to a beer of ours or bring it to the next meetup and actually follow up on it but um, if you're happy for me to move on to my world because I think this nicely segue- segues into no, no, yeah. my beer because I've also gone for a let's just say it like a, a, an unusual ingredient infused beer so uh, this beer has been brewed and made by Camden Town so I'm, in, I'm encompassing as my local brewery uh, kind of aesthetic. All the London breweries are my locals. So, <laughs> Ooh, 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 sir, sir. I think I know what it is, sir. Well, you can hold on to your thoughts there. Oh, oh. <laughs> so Camden Town, as we know, the AB and Bev uh, now owned uh, beverage company, are not, are not known for their, I guess, kind of big collaboration works. And yet they've done, knocked out the park with a big, big collaboration with an unusually uh, you know kind of brand so Barbara, you might know what this is but i'm going to let throw this over to travis and say travis what do you think camden town would would collab with a with a specific brand to make a beer of um durex <laughs> of, of all the brands out there i was not expecting durex but yes i suppose they could do <laughs> that's pretty left field it's very left field Okay, <laughs> Barbara. Moving swiftly on, can you please tell us what you think this this they've made a Do collaboration you know, with? I, I I did once drink a Jaeger bomb out of his condom. It was fresh out of the box. Honestly, I said moving swiftly on. So that's just one for the um. That's one for the the outtakes. Um. Right. Uh. Well, no, it's a big name, and um. So Camden has a letter collaboration. You're talking about a big name, and you're saying a unusual taste. And I didn't know. I think if it is the product that I think it is, uh, I understand it is a very high yeast content product. So it is not a that bigger step away from beer. Um, well, not as much as a bigger step as Durex is from beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's a whole different world. Is is this product by any chance one that you might either love or hate? Correct, you're so spot on. And you're alluding to the fact that this is the Camden and Marmite collaboration beer, the Love Hate Marmite Ale. This thing is is fantastic. Just, I mean, look at, I mean, looking at it, I'm showing, I'm oh, showing wow. the can up to the boys on the screen, and it is, as you can imagine, a, a very black and yellow. Uh, it's very much leaning into the Marmite brand colours. Um, also, very popular with Wiz Khalifa, as I'm. As I'm told. <laughs> 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 I knew Travis would love that. That's a, that's a Travis joke all, all day long. <laughs> I really hope I really hope the listeners get the reference to the to But yeah, but for the listeners and not me that doesn't get this reference, what is it? <laughs> black and yellow. Oh black Do you and yellow. Like the song yeah, yeah, okay. By Wiz Khalifa. Yeah, so bad. You know what it is. Black and yellow, black and yellow. <laughs> so let me tell you about the beer. So uh, as you can imagine, Marmite, one of the most famous, if not the f- most famous yeast based product. 
Australia have their own version of Marmite called Vegemite, um, you know, which is a yeast-based thing. But, you know, you're usually resigning Marmite to being put on cheese, being put on toast. You know, it's very much a, a spreadable yeast crumpets exactly yeah. it's a, you know it's a standalone like a very distinctive taste and they've always run with this campaign of love it or hate it you know either you're a lover of marmite or you despise marmite so camden have come to town with uh with marmite <laughs> and they've uh, thanks father and they've made a <laughs> they've got a little snicker then <laughs> and they've made a, a beer and they refer to this as a marmite ale but digging a little bit do- do- a little bit doker a little bit deeper into this beer it's actually referred to as an English smoked ale. Now, the smoking comes from the fact of how they're using malted barley that's been dried over an open flame or how it traditionally could have been done in direct sunlight. So, yeah, so actually the, the barley itself has this malted barley has this like smoke taste to it, which they then put into the brewing process, which hence gives this beer its more smoky aroma. Now, there's quite a lot of smoky beers out there. I mean, actually, quite a lot of them traditionally come from uh, the German um, German breweries use a lot of smoked beers. But, you know, this Camden Marmite beer, uh, as you can imagine, I'm pulled out into the glass. I'm going to show it up to you, boys. It's a very dark looking oh, beer, yeah. probably from that smoked malted barley kind of flavor. It also has real Marmite in it as its yeast. So this is true to its form of what they're saying. You know, it's got, uh, it's a, it's a, it's kind of a, a Pilsner, a raunch Munich malt that's been roasted, but with the additions of Marmite as well. So to the taste, and to the nose, it actually does quite smell a bit marmitey from the from the nose, which is really fascinating. And I'm a fan of marmite, so I'm you know set to love this. Um, you were always sold on it. Yeah. And on the taste, though, it's it's quite familiar. I, you know, we did Newcastle Brown not that long ago, so it's very similar to a kind of a Newcastle Brown, that nutty, you know, kind of like brown ale. But this obviously being a smoked ale, it it has that kind of like smokiness that comes across it, but. You know, good for everyone to to know that it's been never pasteurized and it's suitable for veggies and vegans as well. So even if you're not a fan of Marmite, but you quite like the idea of a brown ale or quite a nutty beer, then I definitely think, well, while it's available, try yourself on a uh, a Camden Marmite love-hate Marmite ale. I'm going to have to give it a go. Yeah, no, yeah. You've got to try these things, haven't you? And they signed this off from the disclaimer on their uh, their description of it. It said, well, we'll toast to that, <laughs> which I think, well done. <laughs> well done. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Was, that marketer was sat there waiting yeah. for collaboration yeah. for years. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've got it. All, we need, all I yeah. need to do is convince everyone we've got to do the Marmite collaboration and we're all right. He probably pitched it in his interview. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You've got the job. <laughs> yeah. They just stood up. <laughs> the first ever standing ovation interview. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, right, well, does, does that make it my turn then in that case? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, um, it was funny. But, uh, I, I, as we, I alluded to earlier on, I, I am lucky to have uh, a number of, of good uh, breweries down in, in my neck of the woods. I'm quite glad that we got the hot topic out of the way. Not out of the way, but we dealt with that and... Um, uh, I thought it would almost be a bit of a shame if I, I spoke about two breweries down in, in my neck of the woods. So I'm going to talk about another one. Um, it's called Daya. Uh, I know, Joe, I think you've had a, a, a sample a bit of Daya's, Daya's finest produce in, in the past, but uh, Travis, I'm not sure if you're familiar with them. Uh, how would you, uh, and it's D-E, 
Y-A. D-E-Y-A. Yeah. So they are another one who actually... I'm pretty sure there was a club in Weymouth called Daya that I've been in before. Ah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Right. No connection. (laughs) No, no, no. No connection whatsoever, but yeah. And interestingly, it's not an acronym. (laughs) It's, It's not an anagram of anything else. So that's no. <laughs> um, no, but it, they do tend to pair themselves with NITA. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Um, <laughs> oh, you guys, you guys, honestly. All right. However, so yeah, uh, Daya. Um, I don't know where to start with them. Really, um, actually, I'm going to start uh, by showing you guys the can. Well, where are they from? Screen. Tell us where you're from. I know it's local, but where well, from the listeners Chel- is this that? Is Chel- so they have. Give us your address. Uh, <laughs> not again. Not after what happened last time. <laughs> um, <laughs> So this is a Cheltenham brewery, and actually, if I can try and set the scene for you a little bit, um, and to be honest, I'm bringing them uh, forward as, as something to talk about because I I really think we also need to go and we need to go and visit these guys and and uh, do a recording session there because they do more beers than you could potentially uh, shake a stick at. Um, however, they're in Cheltenham. If anyone knows Cheltenham. It's a beautiful little, part of the world. Yeah, and it's a little bit of an unusual location. Well, at least I think so. Um, just just around the corner from the train station, there is it is just an industrial site. There's a big industrial unit in there, um, and weirdly, they seem to have um, set a bit of a trend because now, just across the road from them, there's also now like quite a trendy wine bar. And I want to basically really exaggerate. This is really not the centre of Cheltenham. This is. Uh, I mean, you're not far from the centre of Cheltenham, but it is not the the part of town where you go for a, for a night out. You're just near the train station, which is. It sounds like the functional end of Cheltenham, yeah. like most places where there's a train station. There's like more like you know people are coming and going as yeah. industrial things, as you say. You could probably buy carpet from around there. It's that's a pretty good example. Actually, you're not far off, and there's I mean there's a little <laughs> bit of a housing estate nearby. Just down the road, there is uh, an out of town car dealership uh, and uh, you know petrol station. And uh, you're really not that far. It's not a huge town, but you're not in the, the central business districts. But So what you're telling me is this location is right for gentrification. Do you know what? Absolutely 100%. And it's probably that's what's going on. So they've got... Uh, uh, Daya is basically a big... Um, what's the warehouse? It's the, it is their brewing site. Uh, and basically they have opened it up to now there's almost like it's almost as if you had a big old canteen of of like a bar area they've got a little bit of outside uh, seating but apparently what was a real success for them in the pandemic was they couldn't be open as a bar however they were open as basically an off license just selling their own beer and apparently that was just an absolutely rousing success for them. Um, again, uh, to mention, I, I might have alluded to before that I'm a bit of a rugby fan. Um, I one, one really uh, nice thing to do if you are a Cheltenham dweller, but you like Gloucester rugby, such as myself, you go in, you maybe have a, little, uh, a pint before you uh, catch the train over to Gloucester because the train station is in the centre of town. You get it to the centre of Gloucester. You, it's about a five or ten minute train. You jump out and you walk around the corner to the, the rugby ground. Uh, but you go into Daya for, for a pint beforehand. Uh, they also, if you're wearing your Gloucester rugby shirt, they will give you a discount for, for your takeaway cans, for, for, your, for your road beers, basically. Um, and that is, I think, a really nice celebration of a little bit of the, the local feel. Yeah. Um, and they're just a really cool brewery making lots of really cool beers. As I wanted to show you guys before, have a look at the can. 
They've got this yeah. really uh, edgy, artistic design for all of their cans. Um, uh, the meaning of it uh, still eludes me a little bit, but um, there's lots of images of crocodiles <laughs> on a lot of the pictures. <laughs> the beer that I'm drinking today, um, there's, there is still a little bit left. It's so a very light coloured. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Very light colour. Which is the beer you're trying to make? This is, this is, this is a pale ale called, um, it's their, yeah, I think their standard bearer. Uh, it's called Steady Rolling Man, 5.2% yeah. pale yeah. ale. Um, bold, tasty, drinkable, um, everything you, you would um, want and expect for, from a pale ale. But honestly, they do more beers than you could, could shake a stick at. Um, I particularly mm. fell in love with... Um, at some point in the last 12 months or so, they did an amber lager, which I think was called Straight Talking, mm. which was uh, immeasurably quaffable. Um, and mm. yeah, as I said, they're a local brewer uh, trying different things and engaging with, with the local community. So we should give it a try as a team. Uh, nice. th- thank you very much for sharing all that, Barbara. I feel like we've had a pitch from the Cheltenham Tourism Board. Uh, <laughs> <throughout> the- <laughs> Also, but, I live here. Oh no, sorry, I want to get people to visit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so Dave is a brand I've heard of before, and I've had some of their beers, and they always rack up some fantastic awards, and they're always top top rated for some of their best tasting beers. So I think the fact that they have that that kind of that extra history behind that, you know, where they are and why they're there, and looking at photos of the brewery itself, it's or the brew site as they refer to it, it's fascinating. It's obviously rejuvenating a, a probably a, an old area of Cheltenham which doesn't really get much love in the past. But I don't know if you know where the name Dea comes from. Um, do you know what? I had a conversation with about with someone about this recently, and I've completely forgotten. What do you reckon, Travis? Is it the song by Kid Cudi? Day and night. So, don't know. If, so, when you first mentioned Dea, when I first heard of Dea, I the first time I'd ever heard the word Dea from was when I was travelling in Mallorca. I was on a family holiday there, and oh, there is been a there. <laughs> fantastic part of 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 the Mallorca up in the mountains called Dea, and it is actually named after that part of Mallorca. Obviously, the founders of Dea like loved that spot and thought this is a great name, and it's, it's like uh, an old artist's colony. Exactly, Mallorca, an old yeah. artist's colony, which is, goes links back to probably why their cans are so fast, fantastically different. Uh, each one has a very different illustrative style, and uh, you know, kind of pattern and group, uh, you know, kind of like picture that depicting on each one is it like weird things from crocodiles to you know looks like roosters wearing suits and top hats like it's very interesting isn't it it's very very craft uk craft beer scene you know a bit different but no day as as hands down i've heard of before because of the great tasting beers they've had and when i was um Traveling not, not too far away from Cheltenham, actually, I stopped off in a, in a local, um, craft beer shop or, uh, you know, and, and the guy there would just could not speak highlier, highlier, that's not a word, could <laughs> not speak higher of Daya's <laughs> products. So thank you very much for showing and telling Daya. Um, but yeah, I, again, and there's something for everyone that, that they do there. Um, and it's, uh, it's quite a nice scene. I mean, it was in there on, on, on a Friday night not too long ago. Uh, and it's like big refectory uh, style space uh, for everyone. And, and people will go out of town to go, go and have a beer. There. Sounds like a proper um, occasion. I mean, like you're might... going to go to Daya. Like you're going to go and be there. Like with people yeah. meet up at Daya. Yeah, yeah. Mostly because you've got to get cabs and stuff back into the centre of Cheltenham, I'd imagine. <laughs> well, well, do you know what? It, 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 is, it is walkable. And to be honest, that might sort yeah. a few people out um, actually having a bit of, bit of a walk because some of them are, are uh, <laughs> a, a little more volatile beers. But um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's worth... And hopefully in the future we'll get out there to... Absolutely. Well, we're, we're brewing up a, uh, 
an interview, I think, or a discussion live recording with them. But I think, chaps, is our first show and tell. We've covered a quite a gamut here from a, a black garlic-infused beer to a, a Marmite-infused beer all the way through to a local jewel of of Dea. So, yeah, we'll keep these coming. I think this is a good a good segment. We'll, um, yeah. we'll we'll try it again sometime. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, pleasure. Like, like hearing about anything new, definitely. And that's all we have time for in this week's episode of the I'll Try That podcast. And so from me, Joe, Rich, Barber, and Simo, goodbye. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, I'll try that podcast.com, and watch us on YouTube. Goodbye now. <laughs>